Conservatism does not take the weekends off. Thus, WTAQ presents The Schrader Show. Welcome back to The Schrader Show. I am your host, Steve Schrader. Now, on the... uh, (laughs) This is unbelievable. Now, I want to wrap up. We were, before we went to the break, we were sharing Dr. Peter McCullough and his testimony in front of Rand Paul's uh, committee uh, on Thursday. And in one final soundbite, he talks about something that is long overdue. Kudos for him for saying it. Um, he gives you the reasons why this jab should be taken off the market. Cut 24. 18,000. Now, I can tell you, my whole career, I saw two cases before COVID-19. Now I am seeing myocarditis on a daily basis. The number of myocarditis cases in the United States before the pandemic was roughly 200 to 400 cases in the whole country per year. Now we're seeing this in the thousands, and these are limited sets. Now, of those 18,204 spontaneously reported cases, the death rate in these patients is 0.22. So fortunately, majority of people survive, but sadly, some die. In the published papers of people describing the cases, the death rate has ranged from 0.41 for myopericarditis to 45.9%. Wow. 45.9%. Hulsher and colleagues, of which I am a senior author on this paper, is now uh, has a paper in the preprint server. Now it's been fully accepted to the um, uh, European Society of Cardiology Journal has proven that myocarditis is fatal when autopsies are, conform- are, are confirmed. When the doctors suspect myocarditis, there's a 100% rate of confirmation that it's fatal myocarditis. When there's general death that's occurred in a vaccinated patient, our data suggests that it's roughly 74%. If an autopsy would be done, it would be confirmed that the, the vaccine was the cause of death. Today, a Rasmussen poll is out. And the Rasmussen poll has shown that 53% of Americans think the COVID-19 vaccines are causing serious injuries leading to large numbers of, quote, unexplained deaths. Mm -hmm. So the word is out. I've made the call on the floor uh, with Senator Johnson and a panel in the U.S. Senate, multiple state senates, the European Parliament are making the call today. The COVID-19 vaccines should be removed from the market. They're not safe for human use. Those are my comments. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. McAuliffe. Wow. Shannon? Not safe for human use. Did you hear that? Not safe for human use. Not safe for human use. Yet they're still trying to get you to get that. What it, what number is it? Eight, eighth booster. Right yeah, uh, yeah. We were listening to like if you were like yeah, wasn't it Whoopi Goldberg or somebody that or Joy Behar? Yeah, I think it was Joy Behar that came out and said, "Well, I just got my eighth booster." If you're look, <laughs> now I can't do this because somebody will actually do it and we'll get sued. I was going to say, you know, if you believe the jab is good for you please take out a tack hammer and hit yourself in the head right but no but but i mean but even listening to people talking in restaurants and bars they're all catching on to it and they're not they've taken a few of them and now they're like no more (laughs) well yeah but i you know what i find funny though is the ones who even if like 
we could give this to people, right? This audio and go, do you know anything about Dr. Peter McCullough? Give him like a bio on this guy and all this kind of, and they'd go, and, that, and they would think this guy is the greatest doctor in the world. But boy, if, if he comes out against the jab, they're going to say, mega, mega extremist. Yeah. It's, it's, While it kills people. It, it, it does kill people. It does kill people. It absolutely kills people. I've been saying that forever. Absolutely kills people. Um, let's do a little, let's do some lightning rounds of, well, I got to get into this. Let's talk about, <laughs> we got to talk about this Johns Hopkins thing. If you haven't seen this, folks, if you don't know who Sharita Gord, or Hill Golden is, let's make her famous. Let's make her famous like, uh, what's her name, Gay, uh, Claudine Gay with Harvard University. Let's, let, uh, let's show Sharita the door, too. She is uh, John Hopkins. What is her bogus title here? She is... She is Chief Diversity Officer, Johns Hopkins Medical. So she put this up, the diversity word of the month. What could possibly go wrong? What was the diversity word of the month, Shannon? Privilege. Privilege, of course. So what what defines privilege? Well, well, but here's here's how she defined it. Privilege is a set of unearned benefits given to people who are in a specific social group. Privilege operates on personal, interpersonal, cultural, and institutional levels. And it provides advantages and favors to members of dominant groups at the expense of members of other groups. In the United States, privilege is granted to people who have membership in one or more of these social identity groups. Shannon, why don't you share some of these social identity groups that Dr. Sharita... Well, white people... Able-bodied people. Oh. Heterosexuals. Cisgender people. Isn't cisgender, isn't that just another term for white heterosexuals? I really don't know. (laughs) We had somebody define this again. Yeah, we don't pay much attention to it, but yeah, uh, cisgender. I think that just means you're white and straight. That's pretty much what cis is, I think. Yeah. Um, Males. Well, of course, well, because men are men are a curse upon the planet. I mean, we should be, no look, 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 look. You you don't remember crazy Martha Burke, do you? She was the bra burner that protested the masters years ago. Was it Martha Burke? I, have to, I don't know. I have to get the correct name. Anyway, she protested that the masters didn't allow women to be members, and whatever okay go ahead yeah males are evil she actually suggested years ago this is how radical she was that males should be castrated at birth and then 
are you know fixed, right? Not castrated, but uh, they should have their men should have their tubes tied, get a vasectomy at birth, and only if a woman says, "Yes, I would like to breed with that man." Breed? <laughs> would they have their tubes retied? Yeah, that was that was one of the radicals back then. But of course, males, of course, are are absolutely the problem. Just being a man is all it takes. Who else is in the naughty list? Uh, Christians. Oh, Christians. Okay. All right. Christians are, okay. Middle or owning class people. Now, I've often considered myself middle class. I've never considered myself owning class. Have you ever considered yourself owning class? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Uh, does it mean own a house, own a car, own or, a own a, or own a slave? What <laughs> I, I, I mean... Know. I have no idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna say owning a house, okay. <laughs> like middle class, All right. um, middle aged people, oh. and my all time favorite, English speaking people. And you know what? Other than able bodied, I'd fit every single one of those. Yeah. I'm white. You're able bodied. I'm, I'm heterosexual. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Cisgender, if that means white and straight, then that's me too. I'm a man. I'm a Christian. I'm middle class. I've never considered myself owning class. I'm middle-aged. And I speak English. One would argue how well, but (laughs) I speak English. This is Johns Hopkins, folks. This is their chief diversity officer. So you are the problem in this country if you are white, able-bodied, straight, English-speaking, English speaking, Christian, male, middle-class, or middle-aged. This is what they believe. Oh, and, and, and in her diversity word of the month, privilege is characteristically invisible to people who have it. People in dominant groups often believe they have earned the privileges they enjoy or that everyone could have access to these privileges if only they work to earn them. That's an idea. Well, working. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a second. For the younger generation, this is a step too far. You want us to go to work? <laughs> why? So what? Say what? I Sorry, I digress. <laughs> In fact, privileges are unearned and are granted to people in the dominant group whether they want those privileges or not, and regardless of their stated intent. Donald Trump Jr., son of the 45th president of the United States, said this, quote, the rot and racism in higher education goes so much further than Harvard, MIT, and Penn. And then in parentheses, he says, my alma mater, because he went to Penn like his dad did. It has taken over virtually every institution and needs to end now, end quote. And he's absolutely right. Now, Dr. Golden, I use this term doctor loosely, Said in a follow-up email, quote, 
The newsletter included a definition of the word privilege, which, upon reflection, I deeply regret. No, Shannon, what she deeply regrets is that she got caught. (laughs) Yeah. And that somebody said, this is crap. I shouldn't have to go through this crap. And they turned it over to the media. Would you like to continue? I can do it. (laughs) The intent of the newsletter is to inform and support an inclusive community at Johns Hopkins. But the language of this definition clearly did not meet that goal. In, in, in fact, because it was overly simplistic and poorly, poorly worded, it had the opposite effect. I retract and disavow the definition I shared, and I am sorry. First of all, Shannon, this woman's not sorry a bit. She's a black racist. And we, 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 we do this quiz every once in a while. Reverse racism is... Racism. And racism is always... Bad. Yes. So being racist to white people doesn't make other racism good, now does it? No. But yet Dr. Sharida... And, and speaking Golden. English doesn't make you privileged. Just let me just say that. I know. You know <laughs> what? You know, you know who said it? Do we have that in our sound bites? That was one of them. Oh, I was going to say, I thought we had a sound bite to that. Of, oh, that was uh, the Officer Tatum from last weekend, remember? When he talked about that, the fact, despite the fact that more pe- more white people are on welfare, on food stamps, on Medicaid, on, you know, the doc, the officer Tatum went through that. So, um, yeah, uh, unbelievable that this woman has a job. Uh, and then, uh, in a statement, a spokesperson for Johns Hopkins Medicine added, "quote." The January edition of the monthly newsletter from the Johns Hopkins Medical Office of Diversity, Inclusion, and Health Equity used language that contradicts the value of Johns Hopkins as an institution. Dr. Sharita Gordon, Johns Hopkins Chief Medical Diversity Officer, has sincerely acknowledged this mistake and retracted the language used in this message. End quote. Good enough from Johns Hopkins or Canner. 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 That's what I say. What do you say? You got time to, to squeeze in a call, I guess. 920-406-1360. 888-455-1360. All right. When we get back, we haven't even got into Lloyd Austin and stuff like that. Shannon and I are talking about doing a podcast called The Stack. Of all this stuff that I we never get to during the course of the show, we could just do a podcast called The Stack with all the stuff. But anyway... Uh, when we get back, we'll share a couple more pieces of audio, not get into anything too serious. And uh, what we didn't get into, we'll get into a podcast next week. So you're listening to The Schrader Show. Back in a minute.